Welcome to Meanderings, the podcast where you join me for a walk in the forest, where we'll talk about life and how to live from a place that really lights you up. We'll be joined by friends of mine who found their way to that place for themselves. Thanks for joining us. I'm Trudy Chapman. Welcome to Meanderings with Trudy. I am here with my friend and fellow coach, Jazz Kalra. Thank you for joining me today for this talk about community. Thank you. We were talking just just before we got on around uh, your trip to Dubai, and we were talking about that, but I don't know. Talk to me about community. Where do you want to start? Have you been giving this some thought? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, when I think about community, um, I really think about, it's like, um, hmm. It's like a squad care. I've been really thinking about this. A what squad? Is squad care. Okay, squad care. Okay. Mm-hmm. Basically, what it means that it's a way of understanding our needs um, as humans uh, that acknowledges how we lean on one another, mm. that we are not alone in this world. Um, but rather, we are, I mean, when I looked at what is squad care, that's that's the meaning that came up actually. But we are enmeshed in webs of mutual and symbiotic relationships. So mutual and symbiotic relationships. Uh, it's it's how we lean on one another. Yeah, and I was thinking, what is my vision of community? What do I see? What do I visualize when I when I think of this word community? in a real sense, in, in a day-to-day sense. I felt that for me, community means everybody should have shelter. Everyone has education. Everyone is safe, have some set web of or net of security, safety, food, water, healthcare, etc. That that's my that's my that's came up, you know, in my mind the foremost right. or the foreground, so to say. Right. That's where community um, literally means to me, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, because of your life experience, you were raised in India, you emigrated to Canada, but spent a long time on on boats with your husband, who was a Marine captain. Um, so you've, you've experienced different kinds of community, you know, getting into Canada, being here, um, and getting in, I don't mean by getting in immigration-wise, but I mean like diving into the culture and being embraced by it or not and swimming through it and feeling it all. Um, you have a lot of different senses of community that's come come about from all of that. And when you think about it, you're defining community in a, in a very almost like um, determinants of health or what, what do we need in order to feel like in our, in our coaching programs – uh, that we've been taking with Coaches Rising, they talked about um, three basic human motivations of, of seeking safety, belonging, and dignity. And what you've listed here are the things that make that possible, right? Yeah. Those are the, those are the fundamental uh, needs or units of a community that build community, pillars of a community, if you will. Because... I feel that it is a relational environment that we create in a community. And 
we learn to realize the meaning of give and take of receiving and giving the real meaning of love if if i was thinking of community the word really jumped in my heart was love this community is a heart word for me mm. not a thinking word for me and one example that comes to my mind is you and i had talked about it um about seva or selfless service mm-hmm. uh, seva is one of the principles in sikhism so i am a sikh by uh, the religion that i was born into um um and i'm not i don't think i am very religious <laughs> i do go to the temple because i love community mm-hmm. that is why i go to the temple mm-hmm. uh, and and one of the principles of uh, sikhism is sarbat dabhala okay sarbat dabhala sarbat dabhala and let me mm-hmm. let me translate for you i just made some notes here it means well-being for all mm-hmm. that is one of the core principle of sikhism recognizing the humanity in us all and reaching out to those in need regardless of race religion borders color of skin regardless of ability disability regardless of all of that mm-hmm. so the 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 principles of sikhism if we really look at it is really remember uh, is um uh truthfulness and honest living that's what one of the principle is um honest earning and then charity in the community which is seva mm-hmm. charity selfless service or seva which is charity in the community and then pure intent you know looking at our own intent self reflecting on that um and and then is also admiration of this wondrous universe mm-hmm. there is a word for that vahe guru vahe guru vahe guru guru vah means ah delighted wonder you know that spark in the eye the light the light in you and the light in me that is wah and guru is basically you can translate it in sikhism they translate it to god but i look at it as universe i look at it as the light in you and the light in me that is for me is wondrous so these are the some of the core principles uh naam japna kirat karni van chakna which is seva which mm-hmm. i just told mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. um you know in english so seva it means selfless service it involves um acting selflessly um in a variety of ways you can you can oh and the important thing is seva has um, the pillar of seva or selfless service selfless services without expecting any reward or personal gain for right. it right so it's just generosity for the sake of generosity mm. exactly um i've heard here paid forward yes mhm so it could mean that but it's it's more mhm because this kind of act brings closer to that feeling of wondrous the wonder mhm wondering you and wondering me the universe wondrous universe mm-hmm. the vahe guru yeah meditate meditating on vahe guru basically mm-hmm. it brings closer to vahe guru mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. selfless service you know 
Um, and and I also feel that it also implies to our breath. Mm-hmm. How's that? The wonder that I'm talking about also implies to our breath mm-hmm. because there is a hymn in Sikhism. It is quite long, actually. It takes about hour and a half to complete that hymn. And that hymn is actually recited in a community. Mm-hmm. You know? So the first paragraph of him I will read, and then the next paragraph you will read, and the third paragraph will be read by somebody else and somebody else, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. and so forth, mm-hmm. right? So there would be probably, there can be 10 people or there can be 100 people in the community, and they will recite that uh, right. hymn. They say, in, the, in Sikhism, they say that each of those paragraphs are linked to our breath that our breath is, um, it comes more and more into our awareness when we recite that. So it is keeping an attention on our breath while reciting that. Mm-hmm. And why do we need to have attention to our breath? Why do? Why is it important to be brought back to that? Very good question. So in, in Sikhism, my understanding of Sikhism is that um, we, ca- we can go a little bit into the history. So the 10th Guru, uh, was Guru Gobind Singh. And after that Guru, he said, a teacher basically, he he basically pronounced that there will be no living human being as a Guru after me. Um, and the only living, uh, living manifestation of Sikhism would be the book. Mm-hmm. Right? right? And so, um, most of the most of the teachers that have been um, in, in Sikhism, They've always focused on the importance of breath. So uh, there is a hymn in Punjabi that says, Sa Sa Simro Gobind, which means with every breath recite the name. Well, they say recite the name. And um, um, it just, so when when I look at all of that and I wake up in the morning, and I just say one or two words from that from that prayer or from that poetry. Actually, it's a poetry. Um, it's not even a hymn. So from that poetry, I, I I just keep my focus on my breath, and I recite that in the morning. You know, when I wake up. Yeah. Is is do you think it's a reminder of the aliveness that's inside us when we when we talk about the. Um the Vahi Guru and the wonder in the world, the universe or God. Um, is is that a portal into connecting the two? I think so. It's a portal into connecting the two. And uh, there is there is this, um, when you read the entire Sikh, Sikh uh, scriptures, which I have not read. My mother is great at it. My dad was great at it, reading the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a book. I have not read entirely word by word. But sometimes you don't have to read word by word. Mm-hmm. You just get to the essence of it because mm-hmm. you're so drawn to it naturally and organically that you don't need to read the whole thing, right? So I know a few of them and what I have taken away from them is keeping my attention on the breath. Um, it just makes it more powerful. It manifests, the actions manifest that out of me during the day are just in line with the universe or in line with what is needed. Mm-hmm. What what com- what comes into our awareness 
uh, whether it is the other person walking into my house and how I'm connecting with the other person or the people in the community, how I'm connecting with them. So breath is a natural portal uh, to create a relational environment, I think, mm -hmm. and also um, for for self-actualization. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. which, which can connect us to the, the pillar, was it the SEVA, the uh, well-being for all? Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So bringing the thread, we're just, you know, weaving that together. Yeah. We're bringing it together now mm -hmm. is the SEVA. Yeah, self-service. So... Let's go back to my question from earlier, which we set aside for a minute, which was, how does this manifest? Uh, great. So it, it can manifest in a variety of ways, such as helping the community, mm -hmm. um, uh, the local community. Um, many Sikhs perform this seva by helping at the Gurudwara. Gurudwara is a Sikh temple. Mm -hmm. um, by cleaning, by washing dishes, by serving in the langar. So langar is manifestation of seva to start with. And then I go into broader community selfless service as well. But langar means um, community meal. Mm -hmm. Coming together as a community, cooking together, and serving, um, serving the meal um, to people who visit the temple, regardless of race, religion, color, whatever it may be, the different intersections of diversity as well. Um, so food is offered for free to anyone mm -hmm. that comes to the temple. Um, and it happens almost every single day. You go to in the morning time, you will get breakfast. You go during uh, dinner time, uh, supper time, you will get supper. Sundays is a big community gathering, like church on Sunday, similar philosophy. And you go to the Gurdwara on Sunday, lovely, lovely lunch. Amazing lunch where mm -hmm. people, you and me who are visiting the temple are cooking together. Mm -hmm. So we'll go inside, we'll volunteer and cook the meal, right? Right. So there are hundreds of people who are cooking and you're just helping. So you can be one assembly line. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. an assembly line. It's beautiful to watch that. Mm -hmm. So you're rolling out the dough into chapatis and the other person is taking a chapati and putting it on the griddle. And there's a huge, huge, huge community griddle. Mm -hmm. And there are probably 15 or 20 people standing around that griddle, having a tong in their hand. And with the tong, they're flipping the chapatis, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so yeah it's it's a great reminder of 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 the 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 weaving or the connection that exists between people right like cooking a meal together in a group is uh is both fraught <laughs> and also magical right yeah 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 because you have to give over control to the other person like that's my chapati that i put on there no 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 you're the chapati putter, they're the chapati flipper. This person's the ch chapati roller. Oh, I wouldn't have rolled it that thin, or I, I roll it, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, magic, yeah. But the magic happens. Mm -hmm, that it does. Might, that might be um, Pratish's chapati or your mm -hmm. chapati that put it on the griddle, but Jess is it's, the one flipping it around. That's right. And then it, it's eaten by somebody else. No, but then it's picked up mm -hmm. by the third person or the fourth person, mm -hmm. and there's the ghee that is put on top of that chapati or the butter, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so it's it's a whole chain of interconnections, right? Assembly line. I call yeah. it assembly line, right? You're mm -hmm. manufacturing a car, 
I know mm-hmm. it's a little bit more, um, so to say, a little bit more commercial that I'm talking about. There is nothing commercial about Langer. That's mm-hmm. what I've said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if we if we recognize that one of the pillars that's being enacted here is the, is the Vahiguru side of things, that wonder in the magic of the universe that comes from these yes. kinds of connections, these sorts of spirits, then you, you begin to see the value of that kind of thing being enacted every day at every meal. I think it's also humility, Mm -hmm. the value that is being manifested uh, Mm -hmm. or or, or the, you know, the, yeah, the value that is being manifested is humility Mm -hmm. Uh, because serving others shows that we are not better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Looking together shows that we're, we're not better. I'm not better than you. I'm not bigger than you status wise because people from all walks of life will come together there Mm -hmm. somebody who doesn't have a rolls royce and somebody who has a rolls royce i'm Mm -hmm. just using that metaphor here and somebody who's wearing diamonds i have seen that Mm -hmm. people women are wearing like diamond bangles and gold bangles and loaded with jewelry and the next to that woman would be a person who would be dressed absolutely simply Mm -hmm. or coming from I mean, I'm not assuming, but if I know that person, I know that maybe they're they're not so well off, mm-hmm. you know, and or somebody who doesn't have a limb or something, mm-hmm. you know, who would uh, who are not uh, have a different ability, mm-hmm. and they are in their wheelchair or something, but they're also doing the same thing. Yeah, it's like equalizer, mm-hmm. balancing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, who are we? It's bringing that, it's bringing that question for ourselves to reflect on who am I? Mm -hmm. But what you're pointing to is the interconnection between who am I as an individual and then who am I when I'm connected to other people? Yeah. Yeah. That interdependence that we were talking about here at the beginning, right? The, the squad care that you were saying, Yeah. uh, how we lean on one another. And symbiotic relationship between people. Also, it is about showing love and respect uh, by, by by doing this mm-hmm. uh, longer or by perform not performing but taking part in cooking and all mm-hmm. of that but not just that showing love and respect for Vaheguru mm-hmm. the, the principle that we believe in Vaheguru mm-hmm. so really manifesting Vaheguru outside in the world what does mm-hmm. it look like I thought this is a, a wonderful manifestation of that and also compassion, patience, all of these values come alive in, in a community, cooking community meal together, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like we're saying, um, I made the chapatis at mine or, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. whose is it? Yeah. So we said that it also stops Sikhs. So it says Sikhs, but I think in many cultures that the meal is, you know, there is a, there is this, um, um, ritual of cooking the meal together mm-hmm. and in Sikhism it says that it makes you more community facing rather than me facing mm-hmm. so we say rather than becoming manmuk you become gurmuk mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so muk means face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and man man means individual me right so rather than me facing you become more community facing right and community facing was Gurumuk? Gurmuk. Yes. Mm-hmm. We can only be Gurmuk. We can only be Gurmuk when we are community facing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's in connection to others or in relationship yeah. with others. Otherwise, we are more manmuk. Right. Can you be can you be gurmuk in the context of nature? I think so. Yeah, very much so. Uh, by conserving nature, by mm-hmm. protecting the environment, by not just, you know, uh, soothing ourselves and soothing our nerves and by just, you know, um, kind of using nature for our own development and mm-hmm. protection. But by caring about nature, you are Gurmukh. Right, right. The trees do that symbiotic relationship between the plants, right? And the mm. trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you were talking about how this is uh, showing up in, in the situation with the Ukraine. Yes. So I wanted to talk about Khalsa Aid, actually. Khalsa Aid is an international um, UK-based uh, humanitarian uh, uh, charitable organization. It's a registered charity. And uh, it's a relief charity to victims of natural and man-made disasters, uh, such as floods, war, earthquakes, famine, you name it. And their team is often the first one to reach. If, if I recall, for the last 10 years, I've been watching the news and looking at the Rohingya Muslims um, in, in around Bangladesh, right? From thrown out from Burma, um, building semi-permanent shelters for those, providing them food on the banks of the river in, the, in Bangladesh, all of that. Then um, in Kosovo, in um, 1999, the refugees in Kosovo, so Khalsaid was there to, um, to, to do help the refugees in, in that part of the world. And it was started, initiated by Ravi Singh, Ravinder Singh, who is based out of UK. And it has like volunteers all over the world now. Mm-hmm. And in Ottawa, we have Mandeep Singh, who is uh, the uh, spearhead or the leader of Khalsaid here. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of programs in the Gurdwara. Uh, they create a scholarship for newcomers, Sikh students or any student that wants to, uh, you know, that that seeks shelter in the Gurdwara. They would provide scholarship like $10,000 or $20,000 or whatever grant they are getting from the government. And they use that grant for scholarship, for funding their education as well. So Khalsai does a lot, lots and lots of things. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Sikh community here, the local Sikh community is also uh, volunteering a lot for the newcomers and the refugees that go to the sh- to the temple mm-hmm. to seek shelter food because when they come here, they don't have anything. So they go to the temple. If you know about the Sikh temple, then and you know about their core philosophy that you will be accepted there without regardless of race, religion, whatever. And people go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what the local community gets. You know, we donate and uh and so um you know a place is provided for them they can live there and they can um pursue their job or education whatever they want to un- mm-hmm. until they get some kind of security some semblance of security in their life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is very active now in canada uh what they're also doing is they're providing winter gear to newcomers mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know immigrant students so yeah. um yeah, so that's that's what is happening because um, hmm. 
was thinking that Canada depends a lot economy um, wise and uh, financial um, stability dependence is on the university education of foreign students. They make a lot of money. We make a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. Our government makes a lot of money out of that. Our economy is dependent on that. We charge our students four times Mm -hmm. uh, and then if I'm a permanent resident or yeah. if I'm a citizen, mm -hmm. I would not be paying four times. But if I'm a newcomer and have no roots here uh, and I'm not a permanent resident, I would pay four times the money, at least mm -hmm. four times. That's a huge sum of money. And um, so Khalsaid provides them winter gears, um, counseling and coaching services. So I'm volunteering. I've, I've just uh, requested them that I want to volunteer because I've been doing volunteering for, for them, for, for the Ottawa local Sikh association. Uh, they have invited me to the Gurdwara to speak on topics like women's issues in, in households, you know, in Ottawa as well, where women face sexual violence or abuse um, to, to speak on that um, uh, from from the uh, from Sikhism, from the point of view of Sikh, Sikh philosophy. Mm -hmm. And so I've used uh, principles of Sikhism to talk about equality of women in, in, in the Gurdwara. Mm -hmm. And people have then women have come to me for um, for coaching and counseling and if they're facing certain issues. So yeah, that that's been um, so. So going back to Khalsaid, so Khalsaid has been just they've been all over the map now. Mm -hmm. They're doing all that humanitarian work. And you're saying that they're they're active in in Poland in support of the uh, yes yeah yeah going back to going back to Ukraine. What's happening in Ukraine? Mm -hmm. They are very very active there, mm -hmm. cooking meals, providing shelter. Uh, whatever they need, like clothing or whatever they might need. I think Khal Sayed is doing a, a great job there in mm -hmm, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So for them, it's natural. They've done in yeah. Yemen, they've done mm -hmm. in so many other places. So it comes very naturally to them and they have mm -hmm. resources to do it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so. resources, the know-how. Having done it before, they there's a certain way, I think, that these things roll out that you become accustomed to, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we've had a very kind of factual conversation around community. Um, and you've referenced the, the connection to, to soul, to, to, you know, heart uh, and to joy. Um, but I want to know, what does it feel like for you as somebody who has, you know, in some ways, you're, you're a very global citizen in the sense of your experience. You, you've been to a lot of places and you've experienced community in a lot of places. What is it? Talk, talk to me about a time when you felt that you really fit, that you really belonged somewhere to a community. Mm. I think... Um... maybe I, I i just wrote a poetry and maybe i can use that poetry to expand on what what you are saying if that's okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and the poetry is about soul it's about soul when you translate into urdu is called ruh 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 yeah r-o-o-h ruh mm -hmm. and if you translate into farsi is john 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 which means life 
Mm-hmm. John, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you're my friend and I'm a Farsi woman, I would call you Trudy John. Right. Okay. Trudy book, Trudy soul, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's used in many ways, like right. a term of endearment, yeah. um, a lover or a partner, you would call John, like we call sweetheart here. Yeah. But there they call soul as mm-hmm. somebody who's very close, right? Mm-hmm. So there are different words to describe that. So when I was thinking about, and this question that came up often, and I'm coming back to where I fit in, where I'm coming back to that question, but I thought this would be a great start of that, because uh, this question that we've been exploring in our coaching certification or coaching um, education is, who am I? Mm -hmm. Remember this question? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, I just wrote something on that. If if you allow me, I would read that a little bit, and then I'll Mm -hmm. come back. Yeah, I'd love that. It really, it really, um, it's a juxtaposition of of who am I and where I fit in the community. Mm-hmm. Where I felt fit, I fitted, right? Mm-hmm. So, I am who am I? I am the winds of Punjab, the then undivided India. That my dadaji or my grandfather brought across the border of Wagga. Wagga is a border between Pakistan and India. So my grandfather brought across the border of Wagga. I am the soul of Sargoda, where my mother was born, uh, where my father was born. I am mixed with their air coming from Punjab, where my mother was born. Who am I is a question I am exploring. I am divided into names and culture I sit oceans away from Punjab, Delhi, and Lucknow, yet I speak of Punjab and Lucknow. I am Canadian, the land of my blossoming empathy. I'm going to cry. (laughs) The land of my blossoming empathy and patience, the land of my relationship with sorrow and joy. the land of dead winter and warmth of people and sun. Who am I? I am the space, the expanse. I am snow. I'm you. I'm she. I'm he. I'm they. I'm them. I am the one light, a light in all bodies. The one light that pervades I wish more people knew that we are this one light. So when I wrote that. Mm, it's beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see all the, um, all the parts of your, your life, your you, woven together in that. It's really beautiful. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I feel that like, like, you know, it says, I am snow, I'm you, I'm they, I'm she, I'm he. So it, I feel that more and more um, I'm progressing with this work, that awareness, you know, that awareness of common pieces of sharing 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's settling in. It's taking. It's 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 like, um, you know, it's like you're plowing. You're seeding. Mm-hmm. growing the flowers are coming out mm-hmm. slowly mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm seeing and i'm witnessing more and more and more of that and mm-hmm. there is a joy in that mm-hmm. whatever is happening around the world there's this um there's this a sense of knowing that we'll get through this together mm yeah, tending to community and building community, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jazz. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Is there anything more that you want to share with, with me or with us? No, I think um, pretty much that. And I, I hope that answers your question of where do I fit in? I feel I fit in everywhere. <laughs> I fit in everywhere. Yeah. Because if I fit in within me. Yeah, then you do fit in anywhere. I mean, that that's the thing, right? It's, 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 it's this balance between okay. inner and outer. I mean, we, we talk about this in our, in our latest Coaches Rising program on presence. And we were taught to pay attention to, the, they call it the, the, the circle forward and circle backwards, but it's this whole notion of where is my attention going? Where is my heart attention going? Not my head attention, my mind, my focus, but coming from my fellow feeling with you, is my, am I leaning forward? Am I reaching forward? Am I circling forward? And being attentive exactly. to the need also to circle back yeah. into myself so that I can continue to feel grounded in who I am and yeah. then offer um, offer that to myself and to you and to anybody else that I'm with as a as a safe space within communion or relationship with me right it's it's this it's this oscillation back and forward of of well it, it not not to speak metaphysically, but it's like an energetic exchange of, of where is my care going and is it going forward or is it coming back towards me? And I need to have both. And that's what we're talking about community. There is one person who creates the chapati. There's one person who rolls the dough. There's one person who pats it out. There's one person who throws it on the griddle. There's one, and they're all individuals and they're all part of this assembly line that results in a meal that's served to people in need. And you know, the beautiful thing is that people don't mess. You will see, you will hear silence in, in when the langar is being made, cooked. Mm-hmm. There is a field, energetic field, like you said. And I think we can talk metaphysically. Why not? Why do people run away from those things? Mm-hmm. It's the West. I, I, I hear this more in the West, this notion that this is metaphysical. This is abstract. I don't get it. Yeah, it goes into woo-woo land, which yeah. makes people uncomfortable. We've got to ground ourselves to be able to experience that energy. Mm-hmm. So that is when, when we are saying that I don't get it, we are more here. We are more in our thinking and cognitive minds, mm-hmm. cognitive space. Mm-hmm. We want to get to the heart space or cre- in Langar, 
or in that community me meal, I think there is a shared field. Mm -hmm. There is a resonance that Thomas Hubel was talking about that is created organically. Mm -hmm. It's a field of neuroception. Jazz, we, you know? we have this in North America. We just don't, uh, we're not always attentive to it and we don't name yes. it as such. So anybody exactly. who's sung in a choir, anybody who's yes. played music with someone else, anybody who's gone to a spin class, right? Yes. Or a yoga class, or, um, I mean, I know it from when a, when a rowing crew is, is working together. Um, you know, we, we have, we have glimpses of it. We, it's, well, it's just become disconnected from. What I meant when I said mm -hmm. that. Oh, I'm not, I knew, I know you're not being critical. I'm just, I'm just pointing out no, the ways in I which we also have that. We just don't see it that, that way. That's wonderful. What I also wanted to add is that um, I wish the organizations uh, also see that. Mm. It's such a, because people are, people are less fulfilled yeah. in the cultural organizations that we've created. Yeah. So the community feeling and the community sharing, uh, because organizations are communities. Mm -hmm. What are they? if you really look at that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I meant that yeah. you know, when I'm talking about, because I've worked with so many organizations here in North America, and I have to say that I have been welcomed. So you were asking me fitting in. Yeah. I have been welcomed and received with open arms because I think there is a sharing that has happened, giving and receiving that has happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's what I wrote in my mm -hmm. I think I wrote when I wrote this is the land of blossoming empathy and patience, the land of my relationship with joy and sorrow. Because you cannot separate the two. No. You can never separate the two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel yeah. Yeah, well, feeling one, I think, is dependent on feeling the other. I'm reminded of, of Khalil Zerban and the, and the prophet, right, and how he wrote in one of the chapters of that, one of the verses of that around, you know, the, the, the symbiosis that exists between joy and sorrow. Absolutely. That the depth of ability to feel one is dependent on the depth and ability to feel the other. That's what we started with, the sport air, mm. symbiotic relationship. Yeah, we've come full circle. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Meanderings. Join me again for a walk in the forest and a chat about what matters in life. I'm dropping an episode every second Tuesday, and you can pick that up wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Trudy Chapman. <laughs>